Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Oh, 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 many men met. Me, me, me. It's many men met. What's uh, up, my friend? We, You're right. We, we can never just come into these uh, normally. I, no, I, I want to apologise to the listeners because, at least for the last ten podcasts, there has been some outrageous beginnings and outrageous endings. Speaking of outrageous beginnings, I need to sincerely apologise about last week how I started with those jingle bells. When I listened back, I didn't realise how fucking invasive to anybody's ears that would be. So I'm so sorry for you guys, what, what your dear was, listener. What was more invasive was three minutes of me singing. That was, <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. That, what are you talking about? Was, oh crazy but um but also it ended incredibly funny you not knowing the words to wham that i mean was... i completely i completely forgot holy crap balls that was completely was it, forgot. Was it wham yeah it was yeah it was wham but the very next day you gave it away that's that's the line isn't it <laughs> i mean that's the line i forgot <laughs> today unbelievable you forgot that um yeah. speaking speaking of unbelievable oh here we go <laughs> Uh, let me ju- let me just get my helmet on and get my segue. <laughs> Strap in, folks. Oh. <laughs> What's unbelievable is that I suggested this as a Christmas movie. So this week we're looking at Spider Man into the it, what's it called into the Spider Verse Spider Verse into the Spider Verse. This is nowhere near a fucking Christmas movie. Oh my God. I sat through two hours, right, thinking, oh maybe it'll be Christmas Day soon and there'll be a whole half an hour segment. No, there was just a little bit of snow, a couple of lights. And nothing else about Christmas. Uh, li- literally. And there was a little reference to the fact that Spy- the previous or original Spider-Man did a Spider-Man Christmas album. But that was it. I think I got mixed up because if you play the Miles Morales game. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. That's set during that is- Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, we sat through two hours of a film that had... Almost no connection to Christmas. I, I, I <laughs> it, I'm not even joking. After about an hour and a half, a little part of me got mildly angry. That <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. As if Matt has just put this film in f- out of all of the festive films we could have had. We started with an absolute film that we could have done any other week. <laughs> 
is this? So what I love is all the listeners. Some of the, so, surely some listeners would have been last week going, "What? Crit? Hang on, Spider Verse has got is about Chris What? They would have gone the loosest connection ever. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I basically. All right, I need to explain. I need to defend myself. All right. <laughs> so I went in thinking it was a Christmas movie. It was just set around the Christmas period. I clearly got mixed up with the game and the film. Okay. But equally, I did actually Google is Spider-Man into, into the vibe, Spider-Verse a Christmas movie. And there's literally a little tweet, I think, that IGN made that said it could be, you could, if you oh. wanted to, but it's, but it's not really. What And another thought of mine, because I think in last week's podcast, or it might have been outside of the podcast, you you go, you said something like, oh, yeah, it's quite like um, Die Hard in the sense that, you know, set around yeah, yeah, Christmas. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't even like it's on like, Die Hard level. This it's is not. This is, no. you know, this is equivalent of a Batman film. And it, after an hour, I run past the camera with some mistletoe. That is that's that is the equivalent. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. so like I, I I'm not. Do you know what? I'm not gonna apologize. Do you know what? I'm not gonna apologize because this is essential viewing. It is a, it is essential viewing. Is quality. Shall we? How about I read the synopsis and let's see how festive the synopsis okay. is. <laughs> Go on. I, 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 I will. Here we. Um, just... I tell you what. I tell you what. Just I, mm. we need to maybe in order to make it a little bit more festive. Maybe you should, as an underscore, as you usually do to the music to your summaries, yeah. make it festive music. Oh, a little bit of festive. A little bells. bit of festive music. Festive Love bells that. underneath. When you do that, will make it more festive. Yeah, let's that do that. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. Here we go. Here we go. Bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway, Brooklyn teenager Miles Morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into the one and only Spider-Man. When he meets Peter Parker, he soon realises that there are many others who share his special high-flying talents. Miles must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil Kingpin a hulking madman who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider-Man into our Christmas festive world. Wow. No, I'm joking. It definitely didn't say Christmas or festive. You asked. I thought that was in there. <laughs> I was like, oh uh, my God. <laughs> <gasps> no, yeah. Um, it was a very good synopsis. I'm sure in the edit that's going to sound way more festive. Oh, honestly. I'm right? Glad. I'm gonna add like you're gonna hear Santa Slay. Um yeah, it's gonna be incredibly festive. Okay, well well fine. Fine, it's not really a Christmas movie. It's very not even remotely connected to be a Christmas movie, but it is a superhero movie. And we needed to do this at some point and we've done it and this is and I'm happy do you know what? And I'll be quite honest. Yeah. It was, I think, probably either the third or fourth time I've watched it, mm. and I watched it earlier, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. it I did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, You've never seen it before, have you? Never seen it before. Right, okay, you got to tell me how you, this is good. I like it when this happens. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, I thought the there was a period, so... Um, 
I'm going to go straight into my gripe because it's my only gripe uh, because I did thoroughly enjoy the film. Yeah. That I think the moment for me, and it's controversial because I know it's quite pivotal to the to the story, is that um, I liked when they uh, they introduced Fat Spider Man. Yep. I like it. Uh, normal Spider Man. We had Miles Morales. But there was the scene where we bring in the pig, Spider-Man, we bring in... And for me, I thought that felt more like a gimmick and actually I kind of got it towards the end of the film because then they do become a part of it as such. But actually, for me, it became too bloated at that that point. I I feel like if if you could have ignored that and made the whole film out of fat fat Spider-Man and Miles Morales, and maybe maybe they come across other Spider-Mans, like briefly, then I feel for me that would have been like pivotal (laughs) viewing. Whereas at the moment, it just felt a little bit kind of bloated where... Because then it, then the attention kind of gets lost off of Miles and that's kind of not the point. Yeah, I do you know what? It's, it's, it's good that you're saying this because I kind of echo the same thoughts. It's really weird. It, it feels like it's... As much as it is an origin movie for Miles Morales, you don't really get much time with Miles Morales alone discovering you do get you know you get the the bits here and there but like it there is because there's so many characters yeah. and you have the you have the kind of central characters with obviously Mars Morales you get um the variant yeah fat fat Peter Parker you get Gwen Stacy and then so you've got those three but then you've got the other spider people as well and, it's, yeah. and it, it just becomes effectively a, a team up movie when it's really an origin movie and it yeah. should be an origin movie, so it just kind of packs itself a little bit too much. I think the narrative—that's that's where it falls within the narrative. There's, there's, there's all manner of incredible things that this movie does. I think, mm. but I think in terms of like the story, yeah, it kind of gets dislodged because it's it, you kind of go, okay, this is Mars Morales. This is Mars Morales' story. Let's find out how Mars Morales becomes Spider-Man. I'm putting all my attention on Mars Morales. And then it becomes these kind of separate plots about different Peter Parkers and stuff. Mm. Um, which, yeah, I think that's to the detriment of the film. Okay. Uh, for what, for, uh, as one example, one of my favorite, and I, I know we're getting straight into cast, but Miles' mm. um, dad, what's Miles' what's Miles's dad called? Because uh, I can't find him on Rotten Tomatoes. Jefferson. Oh, it's Jefferson. Oh, okay, Jefferson. Jefferson Davis, but he doesn't share Morales's as a son. Pretty sure. Yeah, it must be right. But why? Is, right? Why? So you got you got her, his mum is Rio. Yeah, Morales. That's a really good point. So um, why? Uh, yeah. Why has Miles? Why has he not got the same surname? It's not his stepdad. Uh, Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the father, the husband of Rio. Why is he called Dave? That is. So, yeah, Jeff. That's it. That's Jeff. It? Jeff. But why is he? It's got to be a specific reason for that because. Hmm. Well, I don't know. Wow, wow, wow. But he was absolutely incredible. Yeah, like yeah, that the actor. Um, so it's Brian Brian Henry is was was amazing. I thought that yeah. was, that was an incredible character and for me. I would rather they put a lot more focus, like on that relationship, 
Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind it's a pretty, you know, the first time you're coming across this Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, I would have liked a lot more of, of him, and certainly Rio. Rio's not in, in it barely at all. No. Do you know, okay, so I, okay, so I, you know, dear listener, you know what this podcast is about. We are not complete, you know, gurus on comic book history. So, by my what I know of Miles Morales is this movie. And the game that I've played. Okay, so so in the game, you um you get well you get kind of an introduction to Miles Morales in the in the first Spider-Man game, and um, with Peter Parker as you, when you're playing as Peter Parker, and um, uh, Rio Morales is a uh, politician, I think. Mm. So she 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 runs for office, I think, um, within Brooklyn, um, and Jefferson Davis is a cop. Okay, much as like in the movie. But in the game, Jefferson Davis gets killed and becomes the important loss that a Spider-Man must always have. So that's the effect of the the Uncle Ben loss Mm. in the game. And that drives Miles Morales into his origin story. So that all happens before he becomes Spider-Man, right? And I, I... quite liked that and i i to be honest i was you know if i was coming into this movie for the first time after knowing that game i would be expecting the same thing but in the movie the kind of the loss we get is his his uncle aaron who is you know who is um the prowler and that again that's Mm -hmm. that's threaded through his you know comic book history as, as well but like you know that's his unique loss but i think if you lose your father then it becomes way more of a weighted kind of thing but coming back to what your point is the fact that that actor gave such a great performance maybe they didn't want to maybe they didn't want to kill him off maybe they didn't want to kill off the dad because he was playing such a pivotal role as this father why should he lose his father and having this uncle ben uncle aaron loss kind Mm. of threads through you know, through the terminology and chronology, the chronological kind of view of Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that that makes that makes sense. And yeah, I th- I think it, it become yeah. I think they kind of for me, it, this film just does a bit too much within its two hours. I'd rather yeah. have a shorter <laughs> film and have a, a proper introduction. Maybe you know, maybe the into the uh, Spider Verse could maybe could have come in a second film because we know we, we are getting a second film next yeah. year. You know, yeah. it's called Across. Is it Across the Spider Verse? I think. I think so. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, and um, so we are getting a second film. So actually, um, yeah. I, but I, it was it, it is amazing. I think co- uh, straight with the comedy. I think it is hilarious in places. Yeah. Very good comedy. Um, and uh, I've got a big shout out to um, oh my God, what's his name? What's his? What is his name? Um, it's my my favorite my favorite bloke, Jay Johnson. That's it, Jay Johnson. Oh yeah, yeah. who plays uh, Peter B. Parker, uh, fat 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 Spider Man, if you will. <laughs> um, Jay Johnson, um, formerly uh, Nick of a New Girl. Who, yes. as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, oh yeah. I love me some Jay Johnson, and I think the original Spider-Man is Chris Pine. Oh, oh, which really? is crazy. Like the, 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 the cast is absolutely insane in this movie. So, with the with the original Peter Parker Spider-Man, yep, uh, it uh, I felt it it was really um, jarring initially to have an older voice. 
Yeah, so, I knew so what you mean. hearing an older voice for for Spider Man, and now I, I get it, I get it because in this version, I think Spider Man was about tw- I've wrote it down twenty six or thirty. He was twenty six. Yeah, he died at twenty six. The original died. one. Yeah, died at twenty six, but he still sounded very old even for twenty six. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I think it's it was a bit miscast. Chris, I don't, Chris Pine, but yeah. What they should have done. This is the other thing. I think I think it might be in the original Spider Man, but they were showing clips of like. The upside down Spider Man kiss that Tobey Maguire did famously. Mm. Also, the dancing that Tobey Maguire did, and I'm like, hang yeah. on, is this is this Tobey Maguire Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Like, who... yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was very weird. Yeah, exactly that. Because I'm like, well, if it is, why get another actor? And if it isn't, why bring those moments into it? Exactly. I'd so just get Tobey Maguire to do it if they, if he was ever going to be willing to do it. That would have been cool though. But like yeah. it's weird. It feels like it's a nod to the previous Spider-Man movies, but didn't really need to be there because it just it just raised a question more yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It was it was very weird. I, I think um, I absolutely loved the animation in general. Yes, I didn't know yeah. what I was going to feel like because I'm not I'm not that super keen on animation um, stuff. Like yeah. not when it's animation throughout. I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. not massively keen. Um, but this this was incredible. I loved the use of the credits at the beginning. Like when yeah. they mismatch. Like the logo suddenly goes to like animation form, and I think that was so cool. I think what's really cool about that particular moment is that you, as the audience member, have obviously got so used to in the films, in the blockbuster movie cinema, you've got used to seeing a live action Spider Man, right? So when you go into the cinema, and I kind of imagine you must have got this when you know, I didn't see this in, in the movies, but like you'd have been sat there and then you're getting almost in a way, just like, you know, going through the multiverse, you're getting transported into literally this animated universe where Spider- this this other variant of Spider-Man lives. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was very, very cleverly done. I loved that. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that was incredible. Really loved that. Um, I um, oh yeah. There was one really weird moment that I was like, "Oh my god, I've never thought of that." Right? Is when he um, so clearly Miles Morales is clever, but he doesn't enjoy school, so he kind of you know uh, anti-establishment with that with this with schooling and education, whatever. Right? Yeah. And, and he he must do it. Must be a multi-choice uh, paper. And he goes up to his teacher and his teacher and I was literally like, oh my God, yeah. And his teacher was like, oh, um, you got zero out of a hundred or whatever. And then, um, however, and then, and then she was like, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just dumb or I'm, stu- I'm stupid and I'm too stupid for this school or whatever. And then she said, like, the teacher says, um, well, um, no, it's the opposite. Because naturally, if you've got every question wrong, you knew what the right answer was. She, I think she asked him a question, oh, does a mass question that he answered quickly, yeah. and then he kind of went, "Oh crap, the jig's up," kind of thing. I think he oh, kind of did he. I think she kind Didn't of revealed. I think so. I, I think th- so. I I also had this thought too, but I think it was it just wasn't read properly. Oh, because I because I, th- I thought the whole thing was because it made sense because that if you've got if you've got all the answers wrong in a multi choice paper. Mm. Then you naturally 
you have actively chosen the wrong answer because because she says you 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 would get fi- you would get it's fifty percent. That's where yeah, the cha- yeah. that's oh, what right, it is right, right. because he she asks him, um, do you know how much percent it is to get um, I don't know to get like uh, some oh, I don't know like how much how much luck do you have or whatever and he said oh it's fifty percent and she goes well in that case you would have at least fifty percent of the answers correct something like that and I was just mm. literally like I like I don't know I like that piece of script but. I think I I so what how did you feel about the the, the fact that he went into this new like gifted and talented school and kind of did we do you feel like we got enough of that so because i'm i'm of a certain view on how they perceived uh his intelligence in a way um but what do you think about that well i think it goes to the broader the broader issues with the film which is that they rushed through the mm. whole first 40 minutes so that they can get this whole like Spider-Verse and, and Kingpin and, and I think they rushed through it so you, you don't like yeah I don't think there was enough and I don't think it was explained thoroughly enough like because it sounds like he's getting kicked out of mainstream but he's not getting kicked out of me he'd done mm. so well in mainstream that he could have thought like he's got, he's going to the equivalent of a grammar right mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so it's like, it's like well yeah it, it was really badly explained I feel like they what they could have done is explained the, his intelligence and his, his gift for tech and all that kind of stuff through those kind of early scenes mm. where he could have been playing with some bit of like kit and tech. Uh, he might have like picked up something I don't know and and like Rubicon kind of things or uh, it wasn't not Rubicon it was Rexicon. I think there's another tech company in Spider Man's world. Um, yeah. the... Rubicon's a lovely drink, isn't it? Is it Rubicon? Rubicon is a drink, isn't it? It's a fruit. Oh. It's a fruit brunch drink, isn't it? Oh yeah, because it is. Oh, I'm thirsty I now. Um, <laughs> but whatever, a tech, a thing. <laughs> he was making something. We saw that. But um, when we were in, obviously in the school, we then met Gwen Stacy, who was voiced by none other than Haley Steinfeld. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on Gwen? Is it bad that I was attracted to an animation? Not at all. I I was so attracted to this Gwen man, <laughs> and I was like, no, this is this is this is wrong. This were is you, were, <laughs> like, talking about being attracted to like like, like uh, uh, animation. I like I remember watching. Uh, God, what is that? Who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's the what's the, is it called? What's their name? Is it Miss Bunny? Is it yeah, not some uh, Miss? Yes, yeah, um, yeah, redhead one, redhead Jess- one, Jessica Rabbit. You know what? Jessica Rabbit, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, like that was. I, I when that film came out, and I was like, I was watching. I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> yeah, is yeah, she yeah. real? Like, I remember being very, like, very attracted to Jessica Rabbit mm. as a kid. But anyway, going back to kind of Gwen, um, <laughs> very yeah, really, uh, a re- very good, um, very good part. Um, I thought who? So who plays? Who plays Gwen in this one? Haley Steinfeld. Hayley Steinfeld. As in Arrow. New Arrow. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And there's there's lots of calls for her to play a live uh, action version of Gwen Stacy mm. going into, um, I don't know, a Sony or a, or a standalone version. There's also obviously Emma Stone's very much tipped to uh, do a standalone Gwen Stacy movie as well. 
Well, I, d- I doubt very much we'll get that. But like, I was, I was, I really loved the in- the inclusion of Gwen Stacy. The fact that she, obviously she did come from a different universe. Mm. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, but it did make me want to see this standalone Gwen Stacy Ooh. movie. I think we need to get one at some point. But yeah, go on. Yeah, it w- yeah, it would be good. It'd be good to get one. It's got to be do- done right though. I th- uh, yeah, Dan- dangerous territory that I think, but. Um, how so? Would you think? Would you? How just how so? What, well, it's, da- every t- every time I don't know. Every time there's like um, okay, Birds of Prey, uh, right? Uh, Harley Quinn. You right. get a female character, get a really strong female character, an amazing one. You mm-hmm. create a solo film for them, absolute dog shite. Yeah, because, yeah. because what what it feels like happens is that. Uh, you know, top bosses go. Oh yeah, well, it, it, you know this will be all right. this will be all right for you know girls who want to see it, you know proper you know, leading lady w- women. Oh, we'll we'll put a tiny budget on this, some half-assed decisions for the creative team, and then, and then just and then they just create a crap film. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. hang on a minute, this could have been excellent. You, you had a great actress, great character, and then you've got you've just gone and made you know. I'm sure it isn't on the cheap, and I'm sure it's, it might even be the same worth of money. But it, just the way it's done and the way it's handled and marketed and row is yeah. So this is I, the thing. I'd like for it to be done, but it's got to be done properly. So you would prefer it to be done within the MCU? Oh, hundred percent within the MCU, and and the same. You know, it, it, if you've got writer, a particular set of writers who deal with um, P- Peter Parker and Spider-Man, mm. they should be dealing with that. Not mm-hmm. not getting, you know, because you would hope that there are females within that creative team, within that writing team, um, that you can then go, right, well, because this is a, uh, you know, a female-led film, we want to get a female creative team, that's fine, but that creative team need to have... Um, you know, an, a, a, a presence within the other film. Uh, it just feels so disjointed otherwise, and it just feels half-baked, half-arsed, mm. and it's like, well, no, it needs to come th- from the overall I th- cinema. I think, I think Sony own the rights to Gwen Stacy. Uh, so I think, I don't, I don't know, if, I, this is the thing, I don't know if it, Disney can ever get their hands on Gwen, the, the, the name of Gwen Stacy going forward. I mean, I would, I would love to, to see Gwen Stacy be introduced within these next kind of movies that Tom Holland are kind of signed up to to 2026, yeah. whatever those ones are, you know, Spider-Man 4 and beyond. I'd like to see a continuation or maybe a, also, of course, Mars Morales, but Gwen Stacy including as well. Mm. But how would you... So, But strip away that. I'm genuinely interested in this. If, if for whatever reason, Disney managed to acquire the rights for Gwen Stacy, the name of Gwen Stacy and the character, how would you introduce her into the MCU Gwen so right so because this is where my you know I'm not a legend of all knowledge so Gwen Stacy is the idea that it's she is Peter Parker like she meets Peter Parker first and then becomes her own edition of a Spider-Man right yeah yeah so I so with that have we had we haven't no because we haven't had a Gwen Gwen we don't have a Gwen in Tom Holland's do we we have a Mary no. Mary Jane Mary Jane yeah we've got MJ Mary yeah Jane. so we haven't got Gwen so in that you I th- I think it would be that um, it would be the fall from No Way Home where we have Gwen 
from another universe has will shoot in, but um, will come. Yeah, uh, but it would be good to have her out the same way they brought in Spider Man, which wasn't <laughs> through a Spider Man film. Yeah. It would be good to have her in a completely different film, right? To, right, right. to initially rock up, so maybe she rock. I don't know. She rocks up in the next Doctor Strange or something. So it's, yeah. she, it's all to do with the the the, the multiverse is changing, um, and then she, yeah, I, I'd like to see her come into a completely different person's film as mm-hmm. as they kind of you know we as we introduce her and then and then and then she dives and then she, we'll dive into either her own film or the next. Spider-Man or Miles Morales. I, I, I wonder whether we're going to get... I'm pretty sure we'll get an introduction to Miles Morales at some point in the MCU. And, and I'm pretty sure that's going to be that the handover, effectively, from Tom Holland. Is that not the same issue as Sony, though? Is Sony not still owning Miles Morales, which is the whole reason why these films are coming out under Sony, right? I don't know. Possibly, to be honest. Possibly, most likely, to be fair. Um, but like it, I I don't know. I'd I'd like, I'd like them to do it in tandem. If if taking the whole rights thing away for me, if they were to introduce Miles Morales at some point, at that same point, I would also for them to intru- like to them to introduce Gwen, and whether they go off into their own separate timelines and separate movies, whatever, that's fine. But like, there's I think there's, I think there's potential. With, with having these multiple spider people that are kind of both having origin stories at the same time. And you're both yeah. growing with these characters at the same point as well as you kind of go along. Sorry, um, sorry Matt. Oh, I've just got a visitor at the door. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Santa. I'm trying to do this as inconspicuously as possible. Right. Well, that's, that's, you've, oh, sorry. That's not you've very much been you, announced. Literally knocked on the door twice and opened the door very slowly. And that is, you know, if that's not code word for hello, I'm here. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> carry on your point anyway, Matt. But yeah, no, that's how I'd like. That's how I'd pitch it. That's how, that's how I'd pitch it. Um, but like going back to Miles Morales, though, mm. who would you cast as Miles Morales? I've got somebody in my brain that I know I'd like to cast as Miles Morales in a live-action movie. Mm. So Miles Morales, I would probably cast as. Um, Oh, it's got to be. It's got to be so. It's got to be young though. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I know. I think there's only for me. There's only one person who can play Mars Morales. One person. Who's, who's the one person? So it's it's Caleb who plays Lucas in Stranger Things. Uh, oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's perfect. Good. Perfect. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? That would work really well. That worked really well. Yeah, he'd be he'd be great. I hope. Yeah, do you do you rate do you rate him? Yeah, I think he's alright. Or do you not do you not enjoy his performance? Oh, I don't know. He's he got a bit, he's in the in the most recent season of Stranger Things. He's got a bit. I think his his performance can be a little bit wooden when it comes to like Max. And bearing in mind, if we you do bring Gwen in, and it becomes like a, a, a you know bit of a love interest, romantic, I don't think he can <laughs> necessarily. Uh, Sophie just waved to, to everybody. Oh, sorry. Um, the um, yeah, I don't think he could. Yeah, I'm not sure actually, Matt. Mate, no, no? I'm thinking about it. Um, I don't know. I don't. I've just I've just looked it up. Right, so there's yeah. there's I've just looked at fantasy. Uh, 
casting for Mars Morales on Screen Rant. Oh, um, yeah. We've got Justice Smith, who was in the Detective Pikachu movie. Have you seen that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's not very good. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, I, I'd say he's probably a bit too old now, but he was in The Walking Dead. Tyler James Williams. Tyler James. He was the yes. boy. That, he was the boy that died quite early on in Walking Dead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, interesting. Everybody hates Chris Guy. That's him. Tyler James. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Renzi Feelers. Don't know who he is, but he looks pretty cool. Renzi Fit. Do you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go proper controversial here. Uh huh. Miles Morales, but in his thirties. Well then, uh, then, then I'd say that he is going to be the right person. Well, Aaron James Smith. I would say Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and Nathan played, I think it was, um, Kurt, yeah, Curtis in Misfits. Do you ever watch an E4 show called Misfits? Oh yes, I think him would be. He would be amazing anyway. Yeah, uh, yeah, but how? Because and the reason why I say older is that a, a you're flipping it anyway. I think yeah. I think ultimately it's the character. Yeah, ultimately we know the story of Miles Morales. Spider, like we love Tom Holland as Spider Man, but Tom Holland's getting an old hat. Um, well, I mean, he's not that old, but um, how old is Tom Holland? Tom Holland's twenty six, so he he's approaching his thirties. And um, Nathan is thirty-seven, but mm-hmm. he, they could definitely age him down. I think to you know low thirties. Therefore, Tom and Nathan having you know Miles Morales as as older than Spider-Man. Um, yeah, I'd be I'd be I'd be interested to flip it that way. I think if we if we get an older Miles Morales come in. Fair um, what about I mean there was huge huge calls for Donald Glover yes. to be Miles Morales oh and he he would be he would be incredible right and and equally if they went for an older one he, he could play it 100% yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I, yeah I think I think uh, they're definitely I think there's definitely got to be something they I mean they can't bring Miles Morales in if Tom if Tom Holland's Spider-Man put it that way because Tom Holland's no. well, well too old. He wouldn't be hanging out with Miles Morales if Miles Morales is a university, like a really young university student. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or high school, whatever. Um, so ultimately, they've either got to go for a new Spider-Man, which they could do. They could go to a different universe or yeah, same yeah. universe, uh, change it up. Or they carry on with Tom Holland and an older Miles Morales, which actually, I think, you bring in a, an older Miles Morales would be would be incredible. What did you think of a you know you know the actual actor that voiced Miles Morales in it? Mm. Any thoughts? Really, really great. Uh, so Sh- Shami- Shamik Shamik Moore. Uh, yeah, Shamik Moore. Yeah. Um, re- yeah, great. I thought it was it was nice like energy. I really great. Really yeah. good energy. Um, really good. Uh, it's it's always hard to talk about. I always find animation so hard to talk about because you're not re- you, you are talking about the actor, but likewise, you, you know, you just, it's, it, there's less there's less emphasis on the actor. On, on the mm-hmm. whole, it depends what they're doing. You uh, you can Benedict Cumberbatch in The Hobbit. That was quite uh, an albeit, <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> quite the performance even for him. Like 
pretending he was a dragon in a room. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for someone like this, I, I imagine it was it was reasonably different. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. To be honest, I think the cast in general for this w- was was incredible. I don't. Oh, think... mate! I mean, the cast was um... was absolutely insane. You got John Mulaney playing the Spider Pig, Spider Ham. <laughs> you've yep. got Zoe Kravitz, who was Mary Jane Watson. Mm. Um, you've got, uh, gosh, yeah, Chris Catherine, Pine, Catherine Han. Yep. Uh, as uh, Dr. Rock, who, by the way, that was incredible. Love that. Also, Nicholas Flipping Cage as Spider Noir. <laughs> Nicholas Cage was Spider Man. <laughs> Genius. I thought it was, I, for a moment, I thought it was Keanu Reeves. Mm. But it's, their voices are quite similar sometimes. But yeah, but Nick Cage as Spider Man Noir. Oh. Apparently, Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac is in it. Okay. Interest. He's, he's cast as interesting person. Who does he voice? Interesting Oscar. person. <laughs> Who the heck is that? Stanley, obviously, in it. Oh, Stanley! Beautiful what, moment. What, what a performance there from Stanley! Beautiful moment. Did so not. he was in the um, costume store buying. Well, uh, Mars uh, was purchasing a uh, Spider-Man outfit. Yeah, Had a wonderful little bit of line delivery, didn't he? He did. I put in capital letters Stanley in the shop. I was, mm. very, I was very excited. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought I thought that was amazing. I thought the um, comic book strips that they used were fantastic. So like sound effects in a comic book strip, and then mm. like that that was brilliant. I thought, that and was it really only amazing. it only sort of kicked in, didn't it? And at the point when he got bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was quite clever. So, yeah, it gets bit and then straight into, like, comic book lore, kind of, all that stuff. Um, I Oh, best bit of comedy by far was, um, like, I think they go to, like, a rally, don't they? I'm trying to think, why do they go to the rally? Oh, once Spider-Man's dead, right? Spider-Man dies, oh, yeah, yeah. and they go to the rally. And, uh, and um, the speaker at the rally is, like... Um, pumping them all up and they're going because they've all got different Spider-Man masks on yeah. and then Miles Morales just goes oh yeah they're counting on me and then the guy next to him goes probably not you specifically I think it's a metaphor 
Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, I just proper pissed me. Like the way the guy just goes, I, I don't think he's talking about you specifically, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was just well good. Just yeah, just re- yeah. I thought there was such good comedy in this. Like, I, I, I don't. I, I know Miles Morales is you know he's it's a very cool character, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I knew I thought oh there might be a little bit, but it's the consistent comedy throughout. And I thought I thought they did a great job. I I the, one of my favourite lines was uh, from none other than John Mulaney, who I think is a, just a comedic genius. I so I watched Big Mouth, massive fan of Big Mouth. And he's brilliant in that, and his stand-up is absolutely fantastic as well. Um, and the bits where all of the you got the whole spider people that are kind of hiding in that classic corner, trying not to scare somebody. And there's a, that school student as they kind of swizz around the, um, oh yeah, <laughs> the chair, and he goes, "You have talking animals in this planet, don't you? Because if, <laughs> if you don't have talking animals, I don't want to say hello to him because I'm just going to freak him out." And he just like passes out. It's so good. It's so good. It's genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't get a lot of the, a lot of the um, flatmate, though. We don't no, get we a don't. lot of him. No, see, I thought we were going to get. I thought that it was at that point we were going to get the introduction, yeah. and then we would have him a little bit, a little more involved doing the tech side, being the you know, doing exactly what Ned does, you know. Because when when um, Miles goes to sleep uh, after he gets bitten, and we yeah. get that whole kind of we, we see him in bed, don't we? But it's like splits. Well, it's not split screen. So I I thought it was split. It was showing time traveling, uh, right. like time passing, um, where where Miles was in the bed on the left, and then sitting in the chair on the right. But it's his flatmate that we're seeing, and he's in bed the whole time. That whole bit was well unclear for me because mm-hmm. we we'd barely ever met the flatmate. Yeah, and we had no formal introduction, introduction, and we were just seeing the top of his head, and I just thought, oh, okay, Miles is like we're seeing like a t- time just passing by, and then eventually he'll have the spiders and things, and then whereas oh no, he's just, he's just gone to sleep and woke up. That was brilliant. Really yeah, it's weird. There were there were. There, I think again, it, I think it's down to the pacing of this movie. You know, so much was crammed into this narrative. So many characters were thrown in to the to the roles and, mm. and thrown into the main plot of the narrative. Certain quick moments like that where it needed to be clear mm. just get lost in a really quick shot. Also, other thing, right? I'm sure it can't be a blunder, but I can't work out what's happened. When he meets Spider-Gwen in the school, yeah. he's arrived to the school. Now, that happens before he ever sees Kingpin and the original Spider-Man. Yeah, yep. How was she there? What? At the school? Yeah. So Gwen has come from another universe. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. She, like, enrolls herself into a school ridiculously quickly, Yeah. right? So the vetting process of that must be ridiculous. Yeah, but it right. all happened before he met King. So it all happened before that whole thing was activated anyway. So regardless of how quick she, the school process was, how was she even there? Oh, are you saying because of that, that, that thing with Kingpin so opens she, up the portals? Yeah, when he sees Kingpin for the first time, that's the very first time the portal opens, which brings Fat uh, Peter into the frame. It brings... Yeah, I think that's the only one it brings. So how the fuck has Gwen got there? <laughs> Hang on, mate. <laughs> I don't think we've ever discussed plot holes in a movie. But to me, 
that's a big because she was going back because then later in the film when she fully introduces herself she's like oh yeah and that's when i um i came in and then we met in and then it shows that same scene again with her meeting miles i'm like well, hang on a minute miles hasn't even that scene hasn't happened so how are you how are you Wait. there Gwen gets thrown back in time when she enters Mars's dimension. Same time, probably what happens. So basically, I'm just looking at Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To see if I can find anything. It's a plot hole with Gwen or not? Have other, have other people said it's a plot hole? Other people say so. There's there is a Reddit comment about. All right, is there a plot hole with Gwen or not? I am confused. Mm. It's fairly fairly long, but I'm gonna read it it might not have anything to do with what we're talking about but here we go okay in spite of us supposedly gwen was not the only uh, by the way this was written i need to credit don't i who the heck wrote, wrote this oh yeah hosted by big that pe- doctor underscore three yeah big penis number three <laughs> um, <laughs> in spite of us supposedly big fat cock number 49 <laughs> Gwen was not only sent to mars's dimension but also a week back in time this means that Miles meets Gwen before the Collider incident, which is what you're talking about. Mm. However, as we will learn later on, Gwen tells us that her spidey sense made her go to Miles' school because of Miles. Thing is, Miles was, was not even bitten yet at that point. So why would why would it tell her to go there? There's all kinds of grammar er- errors in here, but it's fine. It's all good. I don't mind. Um, not only that. But if you pause at the frame where the collider releases a burst of energy into the city, you can see five spider people flying out of the collider with one of them needing to be Gwen. So this is showing that Gwen physically arriving in New York at a high velocity, much like Peter B. Parker did. But how can this be possible if Gwen is already there? Interesting. That's that's okay, yeah, yeah. So, that kind of answers that, doesn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I I can't remember in the film she says, "Oh, I came back a week before." Even if she did, that feels like a that feels like bollock. That just feels like some of the writers shoehorned massively in. Forest, yeah, you've just unlocked a plot hole, my friend. Mm. Mm. First plot hole found on the podcast. Well, by the way, mate, this is our 30th upload. Oh, 30th episode. It's only taken me 30 fucking uh, podcasts to actually watch a film properly. Yes. Oh, beautiful. Maybe that's what we've been granted. We've been granted the plot hole gods have come forth to our pod to grant us a lovely little juicy plot hole that we have found. Podcast 30, and we do a lovely Christmas film. Uh, you're angry <laughs> you are so angry about this aren't you? I was so looking forward to the Christmas films oh and apart from a little bit a couple of flakes of snow honestly I I, 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 I look look I'm, that's kind of why I said let's do this one now oh, and not yeah. next week yeah because yeah, yeah, I had I had a feeling oh I had a feeling you yeah, were going to yeah. get like this oh okay yeah, 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 yeah. interesting look yeah. alright look next time mate <laughs> you can do the roulette <laughs> alright <coughs> I I think I think and um, 
and we'll put a poll up on it on Instagram. But I think uh, Matt should send me a Christmas pudding in time for the next uh, <laughs> podcast, just to make up for the. You want a lack- Christmas pudding? <laughs> you want? You stay there. Oh, here we go. He is, uh, listeners. Uh, Matt has just walked out of frame. He wants, um, he wants a fucking Christmas pudding. Oh, he maybe. wants a Christmas pudding, does he? He wants a Christmas pudding. All right. Here's your Christmas pudding. Oh, look at that. It says six months matured. It's already been there for 12 months. So oh, wow. 16 wow. months. There you go. No, 16, 18 months oh, for you, mate. my friend. There's nothing better at Christmas than a Christmas pudding, mate. That is Christmas pudding and cream or brandy butter is just... Ooh. Honestly, mate, that's that. I'm giving that to you. I don't like them. Do you not? Do you actually <laughs> Do, not? I so I haven't really given it a go. So I'm gonna give it a go this year. Uh, you definitely gotta give it a go, mate. I'm gonna 100 give this to you though. Oh my god! Uh, well, if we if we can work it out, so I, I get it. That will be what I what I'll be eating during the next during the next podcast. Oh my god! I'll, I'm just... I'll give it a review as well, mate. Oh, will you? Oh, why not? Look at the size. That's a big one. It's well. massive. It's absolutely massive. Bloody hell! It's huge. There is something on it though. Hang on. Oh, I'm just wiping it now. Lovely. Just giving it a bit of tender love and care, my friend. When are you, when are your kids gonna piss on it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know. if it leaks. Oh, is it leaks? Oh yeah, that's that's it, Matt. It really advertised it to me. It's it's here's the lovely uh, Christmas, you know. I'm just gonna open this little Christmas bit at the uh, gift for you is a uh, leaky Ooh. Christmas pudding. A little, got a little bit of juice there for you, my friend. Oh wow, lovely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been in the back of that cupboard for a year. I really, feel, I really feel like the, you know you're showing me where I am on the friend list here, mate. You know. Well, you oh, get nothing but the best, oh, my friend. Oh, yeah. Right at the back of the cupboard, 12, 12 months. I don't eat them anyway. You, and you mentioned leaking. Christmas pudding. Enjoy- I was like, I know what I need to get rid of. <laughs> that Christmas pudding that's taken up all the flipping space in my cupboards. Oh, mate. Oh, Forrest will have it. Yeah, go on. Oh, he's giving it a wipe as well. Hey. Oh, look, okay. I've, I've never yes, been I gifted am. a Christmas pudding where they've had to wipe it before they've given it. That is... That's, oh, oh, that is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that... Please make this a real. That is that being put on the Instagram. That will make our followers go up by about two hundred, mate. <laughs> That's pudding, pudding hub. Forget pudding hub. Pudding hub. Oh yeah. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. It's just <laughs> squeaky clean. <laughs> Giving it some of that. Wow. Anyway, oh, that, that turned into delight. Oh my god! Um, so yeah, what else about the film? So we took, we looked at cast, we looked at a plot hole. Um, looked uh, at a plot hole. Who was our who's okay? Favorite character? What's your favorite favorite character in the whole thing? Oh, do you know what we ha- we haven't mentioned is uh, Doctor Octavius? Yes. Oh yeah, I've, I've only mentioned yet. Um, yes, it is the Catherine Han. Catherine Hain. Hain. Yeah, Hain. I thought she was great as as um. You know, if we're going to side characters, B characters, you know, mm. a lovely little thing that we like to do in this little podcast is highlight the secondary characters in the movie because they never get the props they deserve because oh. they're the people that are driving your narratives forward, my people, my dear listener. They're yes. driving the narratives. Forget about the protagonists and everybody else, the antagonists. Think about the secondary characters, my friends. I don't know why I see. 
thing about the secondary characters, see? <laughs> so, <laughs> I think there's fumes coming from the, the Christmas pudding. The matured Christmas pudding has unlocked me into a sort of a, you know, a noir shade kind of guy. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was great. <laughs> As a secondary villain, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. And I love I love her introduction uh in the laboratory yeah. uh, where she kind of fools fat fat Spider Man. That was very entertaining. Yeah, so, it's funny. Um uh I like oh yeah, we haven't talked Miles Morales can go invisible. That's new. Yes, well that's well that's something that I think gets kind of uncovered in his origin anyway, quite generally as the character. So he sort of he has electrical charges and can go invisible in heightened sensed moments as well because that's reflected in the game as well as this movie so i can only imagine again haven't read the comics dear listener here we have not read the comics but i can only imagine that must be part of that journey that he has more and more kind of uh variation in the powers that our traditional spider-man would normally have yeah i like it that's quite cool i mean okay so going back to my favorite character um it's difficult, isn't it? Have you got one? Oh, it's yeah. For me, it's um, Jeff. Love the dad, mate. The, the dad is very good. I thought the particular scene that really, like, you know, when he's standing outside the door and he's mm. talking to Miles and he's saying that, like, I love your son, and I was just like, oh, mate. I thought the kingpin was good, but like, me. there's only one kingpin for me, which is the Wilson Fisk we have, you know, a live action version, mm. Daredevil. I'd have to go for Miles. Yeah. Great yeah, performance. Yeah, really great performance as Miles Morales, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, fantastic. Brilliant. That's well, uh, <laughs> see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those moments, wasn't it? That was a, I've got nothing else to say about this movie. And I do. I actually do have something else oh, to say about go. this movie. And it's a little tiny little Easter egg. Because we've been talking about the games as well as this as well. There is a Easter egg to the first Spider-Man movie, a Sp- Spider-Man game that came out on PS4. Which, Ooh. by the way, you've played it as well, Forrest, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You love it, right? We've, we've been talking about this before. It, it, I think for me, I said this literally this time last year, I started playing it for the first time. And it literally took over my Christmas. I'm not even joking. I started it, completed it by the middle of January. I ended up getting the DLCs. And throughout this whole year, I've been playing through the DLCs. And there's only this only happens a few times, right? Where you get certain games. And I'm interested to see if they, you get other... Dear listener, you're one of these people as well. Where you are so invested in a game. So much so to the point you're like, this game deserves to be 100% complete. Mm because of the hours that i've put in and that's what i've done with it it's oh, that good i i've just had that with um the god of war from 2018 oh really finally finished it this morning and i was putting a lot of dedication into that because what a what a game and preparing for ragnarok as well the new exactly and that's the thing as well that's why i did it as well because i was obviously aware of the mars morales game and i was like okay mm-hmm. right next christmas because i know it's a christmas move christmas game not a Christmas oh. movie. Yeah. This isn't a Christmas movie. Fine, <gasps> right? Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to play Miles Morales next year. But what actually happens? So coming back to this kind of 
Easter egg that I found. When uh, all of the spider people go, and uh, actually this was a cool moment, going to Aunt May's house and Aunt May being an absolute badass, kicking down the door and going, come to the back garden, check this out. And you kind of get Spider-Man's like Batman layer, effectively, mm. uh, which I think is pretty cool. That was a cool moment. But when you see all of those spider suits, you obviously got a huge selection that also is obviously camp is wearable in that Spider-Man game. But you've got the game's version of the Spider-Man suit, the original version, the the, the white kind of Spider-Man that runs down. That's in the far left corner um, in the shop. I spotted it immediately. I was like, oh, that's cool. But that's in there. So it kind of acknowledges it in a way, which is cool. And, and this uh, also made me appreciate this film. The uh, You can get um, a skin for Sp- in Spider-Man game, must, or, or it might be Miles Morales's. I can't remember which one it is. Where you can, it might be both. You can get the um, Spider-Verse outfit. And yes. it, tur- it turns into animation. Yes. Yeah, 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 it does. Absolutely yeah. insane. That so is good. so cool. Um, but yeah, like massive, yeah. and the Spider-Man Two game is going to bring in Venom. Yes, yeah, I mean it's this the the, the I know we don't obviously we don't cover games on this podcast, my friends. Go to Lights Camera Rant, my friend Lee does that right. So oh. let's get give him a shout out. He'll talk about games, but we have to give props to that game and and the writers as mm. well, and particularly in those games, the storylines are incredible in, the, in these new Spider-Man games and. I think it's something that's kind of very much of service to the fans, but it's very much coming from the fact that these stories that the MCU have been giving for countless years, you know, 20 plus years now, have kind of threaded through this kind of golden age, effectively, through gaming, through movies, obviously, but particularly gaming, you're getting these immersive stories that are different as well. Really different. Um yeah, it's great. It's really. I can't wait for the second one to come out. I'm definitely going to be getting that one. Um, but like, okay. So, have you got any other favourite moments in the movie? Uh, like the animation. What do you think about in terms of the Prowler and kind of the Prowler mm. being introduced? And there was one I liked it. I liked the storyline of the Prowler being revealed as the uncle. Like, I like that thing. But there was the, there was one gripe I had, and it was the music. The was oh, really yeah. invasive. It was cool for a moment, but it kept going every single time he was in shot, and yeah, it just yeah. got to a point. I was like, I just, "It's too loud." Uh, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a bit too much. Though I think, kind of like from a compositional kind of standpoint, it just wasn't really needed that much mm. um, to introduce him. But um, yeah, yeah Prowler was awesome. Absolutely, yeah, it was that cool was though. Cool it was cool. But he, he, again, like, there's so many characters in the film that you kind of Scorpion's you, in it. You completely forget about him. Yeah, Scorpion completely forgot about Scorpion. Yeah, Scorpion just turns up. It's part of the. It's like a non-sinister. <laughs> All right, yeah. What, that was, was, that's my was favorite. Arching my. That's, that's like a snake, really, isn't it? That is, yeah, that's little little hand yeah. routine. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a scorpion for us, right? Yeah. That's an actor, folks. That's, that's a drama actor. school train right there. Oh, or I'm just flexing. Oh, you just feel it. Feel it. Feel <laughs> feel that scorpion. But embody the scorpion. But at the top of your head to the bottom of your face, just encompass the scorpion. What would the scorpion do? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, um, uh, too many characters. Too many, many characters. characters. There were convoluted plots. There was a plot hole. But visually, it was incredible. And because of that, it is 
currently the only Spider-Man movie with an Oscar because it won the Academy Award for Best Animation when it came out. Mad. Mad. Great. And deserved well deserved. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, I've got to mention before um, we finish, um, at the very end, um, the end credit scene with the meme pointing. They're doing a meme. They're doing a Spider-Man meme. Did they actually? I missed that. I, I literally stopped it. I Because yeah. I, I, it's Sony, I was like, You've watched it three times. I haven't seen that bit. I'm going to have to watch that now. There's a a mid-credit scene as well. Should I do it live? Should I do a live watching? There's an end credit scene where, yeah, one of the Spider-Man, or yeah, I think Spider-Man goes and gets into the universe of the meme of all the Spider-Man pointing at each other. What? Uh, What? I'm about to watch it in about three seconds. Let's have a live viewing. Oh, here Dear we go. listener, okay. Well, now in six seconds because I've got a Christmas ad for Snapfish, right. and uh, more Christmas in those ten seconds than I got in two hours. But yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Where is it? Where... This is going to be fun to listen to. I'm just trying to fast forward it. Oh, oh, is it just that? What? Huh? It's, I mean, it's quite. It's a, it's about... oh, it's a, there's a Stan Lee quote. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, that's the mid credit. You got the mid credit, then you got the end credit. Oh, God. It's the end credit you want, mate. Oh, my God. End Post credit scene. Here there we go. go. Meanwhile, in Nueva, New York. Here we go. Whoa. Oh. Wait, what's this? Yeah, is this the... is this leading into the second one? I don't, no, 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 no. This is just a co- like comedy. Like, ha, ah, we put the meme in it. Is that Screwball? I don't know who Screwball is, mate. But... It's a gizmo. It's not a goober. It's a gizmo. Gizmo. Oh, fantastic. It might be Screwball. Oh, this is this is Spider Man ninety nine, isn't it? Mm. Two Listeners, he is currently concentrating very much. Oh, my God. Oh, here we go. We've got a reaction. Earth Night. Oh. I can't believe you've seen this. This is amazing. How many times have you seen this? Three times. And you've never seen this post credit scene. They go back to Earth 67. Yeah. (laughs) This is brilliant. Oh, my God, Matt. Sorry, I'm just gonna have an oh, argument. God. Yeah, great. Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't believe you never. Se- you would have never seen that. No, mate. You've just. Oh, that um, was that was wonderful. Unlocked, unlocked the potential of this oh. movie, mate. There you go. But maybe that's. This is. We're gonna get that, aren't we? In Deadpool three, this yeah. jumping left, right, and center, and just doing all kinds of crazy shit in the multiverse. Yeah, and I, and it, and I think. Broad, if we look at broader MCU and all that, the only, the only thing is, I I, I do worry because I do think the more we jump about, it kind of just opens itself up to any old shit can happen, and then if any shit can happen, it kind of it completely loses, yeah. like just loses. If you lose the central focus because you just go fuck it, we're going to open open every port or open every opportunity, and X Men man's just going to flood in. You know, we're going to have a random Fantastic Four character here. Wanda's going to appear in a you know I don't know uh, Spider Man. Howard a Duck will show up. Is it? It's just it's like. 
but where's the end? <laughs> where's the end? And also, like, where's the clarity? Yeah. Like, I hope they don't take the piss. Uh, like, take the piss in, in the scheme of Deadpool taking the piss, mm-hmm. but it, we can't have too many movies where we just have an infinite amount of characters. I mean... Shits and gigs. Uh, we're gonna we'll we'll get to talk about this more in depth in our kind of 2022 review effectively in the MCU um, mm. and or our review of the year as well in the podcast in terms of us going through the phases because remember we're still at phase three technically in the Don't Be Hero podcast here we're still at phase three we've paused after Black Panther we've got Infinity War coming in the new year which we cannot wait mm. but equally just before we go into 2023. We need to talk about what we're going to be expecting next year in terms of the blockbuster movies coming out and how is it going to work? How are these TV series are going to work? We did mention it with Lee on, on his podcast, Lights Cameron, about the the phase four wrap up. But like, yeah, we'll talk about that and when we get into our end of year pod. But before we talk about what's coming next week, what are you going to give this, my friend? I am going to give this... Uh, I think I'm going to give this 70, 70% full on the, on the, on the Quaver packet. It's, it's great. Brilliant. I wouldn't normally watch an animation anyway. Uh, but there are a couple of moments where I'm like, yeah, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the clock a bit now Mm. or a couple of like, uh, this doesn't really make sense to me. Um, so yeah, yeah, I I think 70% it's, it's, it's good. It's up there. But yeah, I, w- I probably wouldn't go back and, and revisit anything. Uh, it was like I bought my favourite bag of crisps, right? I put them in my backpack. I went to work mm. and I accidentally on the train squeezed my backpack with my legs to let somebody sit next to me, hearing the crunch of my crisps and going, I've just ruined my crisps. And you open them up and go, my favourite packet of crisps have just been slightly crunched up by the overloadedness of the narrative and um, you open them up and they're a bit crumbly and you're like, oh, that's just a bit of a shame. I'm still going to enjoy it. I'm still going to love my packet of crisps. These are my favourites. But mm. they're just, just not going to hit right. And so mm. with, with that analogy, I'm also going to give it around about 75, maybe 76% for um, Kraken movie. Des- definitely deserves the Academy Award for Best Animation. But I think there was a plot hole and there was uh, too many characters for an origin movie. So we are at massive odds here. Um, so I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think the tomato meter is? I think it's extraordinarily high. <laughs> I bet you it's in the 90s. You've got to give it... I want a proper guess, mate. How much? Okay, uh, I'm going to say 91. 97. Fuck it off. is very high. <laughs> And what do you think the audience score is? Not as high. I'd say probably at 86. 93. Whoa. So, okay. So we, like... may have, we may have angered a dear listener. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't... Yeah, I don't... It's, it is great. It genuinely is brilliant. And there are genuinely fantastic moments in it. But uh, how you can... I don't know how you could rate this much like too high when you've got the, the kind of standard of films that you, you've got elsewhere across the the yeah. Marvel the Marvel yeah. verse and Sony films and whatever whatever across across the whole superhero genre I, I'm I, definitely I, watching the next one definitely watching the next one mm. uh, it just yeah I think they'll just they were just 
for me, clear narrative issues. And I think we just need a little bit more time with Miles before being introduced to a whole host of variants. Um, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, it was good. It was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. But um, what are we looking at next week, though, Matt? Oh, okay. Well, it is a Christmas movie. <laughs> yes! What Fucking is... Christmas! You love it, don't you? Uh, what is it? What is the movie we're watching? What is nativity. it? It's nativity. It's nativity. Oh, my gosh. We're going to sparkle. We're going to shine. Okay. Oh. We need yeah. to, just to, to preface this, for any international dear listener out there, you might not know what the heck. They're like, are you going to review the story of Christ? Like, <laughs> um, I mean, no, but it is a uh, UK movie hit. It is a, basically, you will tell it is iconic, but it is Martin Freeman just being wonderful. Uh, there's some brilliant uh, UK national treasures in this movie, um, and it's yeah. I'm not going to reveal the plot because we're going to talk about it next week, but it's definitely worth listening for next week, my, my what, dear what, listener. What I want you to do, if you you know not from the UK, never seen it. If you're from the UK and you've seen it, I want you before you listen to next week's podcast, go and watch it yourself. I th- yeah, absolutely. You've got to go and watch it. Send us your thoughts. Don't be a hero uh, podcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram or on our Twitter. Tell us what you thought of it, your opinion of it, so that when we come back and do this lovely roundtable again next week, we can can discuss your thoughts because everyone deserves to watch it. It's a fantastic film. Um, but we, yeah, I can't, I can't wait, Matt. I'm, 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 I'm absolutely stoked for this. It's really gonna kick off next week, isn't it? Oh, it is gonna. I'm gonna have my jingly bells, my jingly balls, <laughs> glitter all over my beards. I'm gonna, you know, it's what a, what a time to be alive. <gasps> what a time to be alive. Hundred oh. percent. Right. I tell you what. I think it's time to go, isn't it? Forest, I'm going to give you some wise, wise words. Oh, thank you. Okay. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. Forgot. I've genuinely forgotten the next one. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> by the time we get to Christmas, mate. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna get it right. Oh, I right. didn't. We'll attempt it again next week. I don't need no lyrics, no, cause I know the tune. Oh yeah, do 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 Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to another episode of Don't Be A Hero Podcast. If you have any comments, feedback, or any thoughts, email us at don'tbeaheropodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and other streaming platforms for future content. And to keep up to date on all things Don't Be A Hero, follow us on our Instagram or our TikTok at Don't Be A Hero Podcast. We'll see you there.